Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Yo, make no mistake. I started out just like many of you, a nine to five worker at your school right behind me. This is where it all started for me, but I learned skills over the years. And I want you to learn some too. I want you to learn how to become financially free. I want you to set up legacy for your family. I want you to build generational wealth. You can do all that and more. Check out InvestFest. Swipe up. Ernest, what's going on? Traditional universities are outdated and don't teach you how to become an entrepreneur. They just teach you how to become an employee. You go to school for four years and you leave with nothing but debt. But here at EYL University, our curriculum is much different. Our university teaches you real world skills that you can use to gain financial freedom right away. In traditional universities, you learn from professors that have never did what they teach, and they teach you how to become an employee. At our university, we use instructors that are currently successful in a specific field that they teach, and they teach you 
how to become an entrepreneur. For a limited time only, you can join EYL University for 25% off of the annual membership. Learn about stocks, credit, real estate, crypto, and more. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and sign up to become an earner. Don't wait, don't hesitate, head over there now. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, this is Atlanta edition. Marathon, Atlanta Marathon. Yeah, we've been on a, a, a whole tour. Heavy. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Heavy in the A, man. This is a highly anticipated. It's one of those episodes that has been building momentum for a while. But nothing happens before it's supposed to happen. So it's happening at the right time. Amen. Uh, CEO Matty J. If you've been on, if you've been on Clubhouse, we borrowed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Clubhouse let he us probably, have him. He probably got Clubhouse going on his phone right yeah, now. Somebody's doing this Clubhouse somewhere. It's, it's showing that he's, <laughs> it's showing that he's still active on there. How is this possible? Yo, this yeah, this funny. dude Clubhouse champion. But even before that, man, he's actually. I didn't. You know what? It's like I didn't. Re- I heard about him for a while, and mm. I saw him on social media, but. I had never tapped in with him. I never spoke to him. And the first time I really started to engage with him was on Clubhouse a few weeks ago. And um, I realized, like, yo, he actually is a really, really smart dude. Like, mm. I actually, I hit him one time off Clubhouse, like, yo, bro, I need to play for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he, yo, he's, he's, he's a very, very smart guy, man. And um, he, he does a variety of different things. Um, but... I think one he's probably known for the most is the car business. Yeah, yeah, really, 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 like Toro on steroids, like everything, like you know what I'm saying. As far as how to actually monetize the car game and how to, you know, have your own pretty much car rental business and how to make money from vehicles and things of that nature. And uh, it's just so many different hacks and tricks, and it's it's really outrageous, kind of. This is one of them notepad episodes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Notepad. Sure, he has forty eight forty eight cars. Yes, sir. Like, um, so I, last time I heard that it was uh, baby Mike Tyson. Oh, a baby. Maybe yeah, like fifty. It was the cash money early days. Yeah, like, I got fifty call, man. But it's it's, <laughs> it's done a little bit differently than yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so we will talk about that. But first and foremost, Maddie J, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Blessings, blessings, blessings. <laughs> I want to give all thanks and praise to God Elohim for for this situation to, to come to fruition. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to share my experience and. Create some impact, you know what I'm saying? Let's do it, man. So, all right, before we get into the meat and potatoes of it, how did you become the car king of Atlanta? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> how did how did this? You're an interesting guy. But you used to throw parties. You, you you got a whole lot of different yeah. background stories. Yeah. How did you get to this point now? Ah, uh, first off, I have 48 cars now, but it only started off with one. So, I think it's very important to establish that. But it was it was organically because, um, as you guys know, the Turo platform allows you to just upload the picture of your car, price it, and then people that's in the market looking for a rental they can they can pay whatever price you listed for to get the keys. So I actually had an underutilized car, my Tesla Model S. I lived in uh, I live in Atlantic Station, and I barely got a chance to drive my car. So every what, Capital One gave me my loan. My my loan monthly note was like nine hundred dollars a month. I'm paying $900 a month for a car that I'm barely driving. So I had to ask myself, okay, um, I can keep paying this $900 for no reason, or I could figure out a way to turn this liability on wheels into asset-making deals. 
So my boy said, yo, there's a platform called Relay Rides. So at the time it was called Relay Rides. So shout out to Jacoby for putting me on to that one. So I, I did my research, listed my car, same day it got booked for $150. Relay Rides? Yeah, it's called Turo now. Oh, okay. Oh, it was okay. Called, prior, yeah. prior, okay. It was called Relay Rides. Yeah, so I, I actually saw the example from him first. He's, he had a car that he had on there, and he would run downstairs. He'll be at my spot, my condo. He'll run downstairs. He said, I got to get my keys to somebody. I was like, why you got to get your keys to somebody? I got a renter. I'm like, you got a renter? What you mean you got a renter? So yeah, this website called Relay Rides, and I got somebody renting my car for the day. Blew my mind, but I never tapped into it because I never needed to use it until I keep the Sabbath day on Saturdays. I don't work on Saturdays, so my car, I say, okay, I can rent my cars on Saturday and allow the renters to pay my car note. I ended up making two hundred and two wait two twenty six hundred dollars that month profit from mm. renting out my car on that specific platform called Turo. Crucial. So that was the, that was the beginning. That, was, that was the birth. <laughs> what, 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 you know what, what I'm saying? What year? What year was that? This was 2017, going to 18. So like when June. did when, when did Toro become Toro? That's a good question. I want to say I probably we can look it up. Probably okay. 2013. You know what I'm saying? But the actual name change? Yeah, like the name change. I got on when it was already changed. I didn't even know it was the same company at first. Okay. So I looked. I'm like, oh, this was Relay Rise. So probably was around 16. 15, 16, maybe. Okay. So this is like the Airbnb for cars at the time. Exactly what it is. Yeah, because Toro. Let's 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 back up a little further because people might. Every I don't think Toro's even legal in New York, is it? No. Yeah, I don't think we. Yeah, he's laughing because we can't do it. Definitely not. Definitely not New York City. Yeah, Yeah, we can't run this place. (laughs) It's one of those things where some people still might not even know what Toro is. That's fact. Um, what exactly is Toro? Yeah, like King said, Troy, you said it on a hit on nail. It's the Airbnb for cars. Put your car on there. Whether it's your car, your homie's car, your sister's car, you can throw it on there and run it out to these people on this peer-to-peer platform. Crucial. And that, you know, Crucial. It's, it's one of these things that's extremely, like, for me, because I live in New York, mm. I'm going to move to L.A. Mm. Everybody's trying to convince me not to move to L.A. But I'm going to still have a place in, in New York. Just let them say it, man. So my, <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, you need a car in L.A. Yeah, sure. I already have a car in New York. Mm. So I can have a car in L.A., have a car in New York, mm-hmm. put the cars on Toro when I'm not in each place and then actually make more money. I'm not even paying for the car mm-hmm. at that point. I'm actually making money from the mm-hmm. car and now it becomes like an Airbnb situation. Exactly. But we're going to need New York to change some rules. Yeah, the well, insurance yeah. situation. Well, we're going to need them to change some rules. Assuming that New but York you can run it out of New Jersey. I know from what I heard, New Jersey is like 30 minutes away. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're close. Yeah. We're, we're close yeah, to That's Jersey. not a bad idea. Yes, that same play is crucial because um, the producer, Michael... Brian Cox. Yeah, we just ran into him yesterday. Yeah, oh, shout yeah, out to him. Yeah. R&B only. Shout See? out to Alex. Yeah, we good vibe. Good vibe in there. Yeah, Medusa. I haven't met him. It was through Clubhouse. He found out I was the the two row plug. He reached out to him, pulled up to pulled up on me in my office, and he said, "Yo, man, when I come into to Atlanta, I got my spot in LA. I don't need to rent a car, rent out somebody else's car. I can buy a car, rent it out, and when I'm in the city, I get my car, and it's paying for for itself. So I said, "Yeah, that's definitely the play. So we basically. Talked about how he can do it, what car to get, where to buy the car, all those good stuff so he can be able to have an asset in Atlanta when he's at, in L.A. So is it similar in a, in a way like an Airbnb when you rent out your place, like you're a host and you get ratings and all that? Yep, same, same thing. Super host, all-star, review, same exact play. It's depending on the car. So if I got a, if I got a Lamborghini... Right? Does that automatically put me in a different tier than somebody who has a yeah, Toyota yeah. Camry? Yeah, they got the deluxe edition. <laughs> so if you put up a, a car that's usually like ninety thousand and above, they have like a um, deluxe edition, and they have different insurance packages for those because they got to protect protect that asset for not just for 
the host, but also for Turo to make sure that just some random 20 year old can't just book a car mm-hmm. for $200 a day without the proper insurance. Not, so, yeah. It's crazy too, because it's also I'm learning so much from the different people that we interview and um, shout out to credit dude. He told us about uh lease swap. Yeah. yeah, swap, yeah. Lease. swap lease. Yeah. yeah swap, swap lease. lease. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's, a, that's, that, that's like, not put you on a, uh, uh, credit, credit dude. dude. He's, he's credit out of Jersey. Yeah, he's, okay. he's with DJ Envy. Yeah. Um, but he told us about swap lease and correct me if I'm wrong. That's a situation where you can actually take over somebody's lease. Yep. Like if somebody's down on their luck, yep. they, they brought a, a Lamborghini yep. Yep. and it's like the recession yep. hit yep. and they, they out of work and now <laughs> they, they got to get it off. Yep. You could take over somebody's yep. lease. Yeah. No yep. down payment. Yep. No down payment. And you could probably get a way better deal. Yep. Cause they scrambling. Yep. It's like a it's like a dis- distressed seller of a property. Exactly. Same thing. Real estate. And put, Same thing. And then you can put that on Toro. Yep. <laughs> yeah. no, no. Right. No, you don't even need to drive it. Okay. You couldn't make your payments. Cool. I'm, I'm gonna find somebody that. else to make the payments. That's a fact. You can make some money in between. So yeah. with, with the Toro, do you do you have to own the car? Can you lease the car? Or nah, if you have if you have the, the right. To have the keys to that vehicle, I'm not saying go to Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that say um, if you own it or lease it, yeah, or fi- finance whatever case may be, right? Most people finance it. So I'll give you just give an example. So if my brother goes to, um, he's in active duty and he goes to Germany or South Korea to to do his active duty, his car's just sitting at home doing nothing right now. So I can do a deal with my brother to say, yo, instead of your car just sitting here doing nothing. Let's do a ref share deal, 50, 50, 80, 20, whatever the case may be, so I can manage your car for you and have it rented out. So you can not only make money, but your car ain't just sitting here collecting dust. So those are the opportunities that come from those situations. And you said depending upon the age or the experience of the driver, the insurance changes? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So what's, what's the type of premiums you So talking? Yeah, so Turo, specific that platform, I'm in the car rental space, so I don't just leverage just Turo. I use Get Hire, Hire Car, um, personal bookings, like just so there's a bunch of different websites, so many platforms, apps. so many platforms. Fetch truck, like if you got trucks and you want to rent out your trucks to little drivers who don't have their car, their cars down for it, you can rent them and all that. Like, what, what kind of trucks? Pickup trucks. A oh, pickup truck? Yeah, pickup trucks, uh, commercial trucks, box trucks, yeah, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, so as far as the opportunities that exist, my job as somebody who's in this space is to present all the opportunities. And if it fits your circumstances, you have a way to make some income. And turn that liability into an asset. So let me ask you this. You said um, how to never miss or even how to never miss a car payment, yeah. even again, even if you lose your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm sure a lot of people are interested <laughs> yeah. in that. How, yeah, how to never miss a payment, even if you lose a job. Because that's the biggest thing. Because a lot of people who get these cars, they have a fixed income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they lose their job, there wasn't no, there's no wiggle room, especially if you live in pay, pay, to paycheck. So what ends up happening is this. The first thing they look at is, dang, I got my, my, um, my mortgage or my rent or my car. No, those are the three biggest expense, or two biggest expenses that they're looking at. But if they're not driving a car, like right now, the pandemic, most people are working from home now. Now your car is definitely being underutilized. Yeah. You're not driving your car like you used to. Mm-hmm. So you got a couple options of, dang, do I let my, my loan go on default and they just repo my car? Or now can you tap into this opportunity to just have your car rented out to somebody who actually is going to use their car? For example, during the pandemic, you know what business skyrocketed? Grocery delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uber Eats. Grubhub. Grubhub. Yeah. Postmates. All these things skyrocketed. And the people who did have cars to tap into that hustle can now rent a car from you to be able to tap into that hustle. 
So I'm even teaching my students that, look, if you get a Hyundai Sonata, go finance one. Your car notes about $300 a month. You can find somebody on the platform called a hire car to pay you $300 a week to use your car for their business on Postmates and, and Grub, GitHub and Grubhub and things like that nature. Crucial play. Even if your, your friend, your cousin doesn't have a job, you can propose to them. Hey, if you don't have a job right now, you can do delivery for, for Postmates. They'll say, well, I don't have a car. Don't worry about that. I'll rent you a car, right, in a situation like that. And even if it's not your car, you can find somebody else's car to be able to rent, as long as they know in the, in the agreements there. So you said you got 48 cars. Yeah, yeah. But I know the legendary stories. You had 33 in two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. probably had five in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. How does this happen? It was, it was, it was, it was a transition process. So, of course, it started off with one. My Tesla Model S, the numbers were amazing. Like I said, I made $2,600 profit off of one car. I said, okay, as a hustler, you know, if it's making this much money for one car, I just need to double up, triple up. So I went from one to three. My Maserati, I went to Gravity Autos um, in Atlanta, Georgia. I got a Maserati Ghibli. This is a $30,000 car. It was MSRP eighty thousand. Wait, wait, wait! I'm thinking like, yo, Maserati. Yeah, I know that yeah, car. Crazy. Thirty. How is it? Like, How'd that happen? It damaged. No. Like, <laughs> like how'd you get it? No, the depreciation on Maserati. People don't know this. People don't know this at all. Brand new. This car is eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. Two years later, just two years, just throw ten thousand miles, seventeen thousand miles, it drops all the way down to thirty thousand. The depreciation on this car is crazy, crazy. It's a good look for me because people still perceive this car as a Maserati. Right. They're going to pay anywhere from $100 to $400 a day for this car. Right? A day. The car note is probably only $500, $600 for a Maserati. Once I found that out, I said, okay, that's going to be the, one of the top performers. So I made sure I had a Maserati, and I made sure I had a Mercedes C300. That, those two cars really did well. But the issue was I ended up doing a personal booking, and my Maserati ended up getting totaled out. Mm. The insurance, luckily, my car is protected. But when I do personal bookings, I make sure that they have insurance. So if they do anything else, it doesn't hit my insurance. I don't got to worry about it. They paid it out. They paid me out. But now I have a paid-off car on my, my, my credit history. Paid-off car. Mm-hmm. So my, it was a good situation. Right. All I got to do is now just get another car. So that's what I did. I ended up getting a Corvette instead, though. Got my Corvette. Long story short, everybody knows the story. Corvette got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Corvette got stolen Now I'm back to one But now Since I bought so many cars I know the process Of buying cars now Dealerships And the process Of showing them your credit I realized That when you go Into these dealerships Right People know this now That they pull your credit report And then they send your credit report To all their different lenders All of them So Bank of America Chase Wells Fargo B of A All of them get the same report so I realized, hold up, if they're sending my report to all these different lenders, all I have to do is go from Ford, get a car from Ford. So I'll tell Ford, finance manager or salesperson, please don't send my credit report to all these different lenders. Just send it to Ford, right? And then Ford will see how amazing my credit score is, my credit report is, and say, oh, how many cars do you want? Two, three, four, whatever I want, because my credit score. Is when you're walking in a dealership, you're like, I'm trying to get four cars? Yeah. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what time it is. It's not, yeah. it's not liability no more. It's an asset. Yeah. So the more assets I can have, the more income I can bring in and cash flow. You bring in like a team with you? Like That's how, just me solo dolo. So how are you getting four cars off the line? Yeah, yeah. So I, I tell them I'm transparent with the, with the salesperson. Yeah. Look, I, I rent cars. And I need this play to be done correctly. 
when I give you this report, please, please, because their job at the end of the day is to sell a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Typically, they have to shotgun the terminology shotgun, shotgun your credit app to all these banks because they want to make sure that you either get the right interest rate or just in case it gets denied from here, you get approved over here. But I was getting approved by everybody. So instead of trying to have my credit report sent to everybody, send it to one, cool, get my cars. I go across the street because you know there's, there's car dealership strips. Mm-hmm. Go across the street, do the same thing to Mercedes. Mercedes will front run it. What car you want? Get the car I want. I go to Chevy, get my Corvette. I go to Maserati, get my Maserati. I go to all these dealerships and just run the same play over and over. That's how I got 33 cars. So you had 33 cars in one week. You, you finance, leased them? How finance, finance, finance. I leveraged my credit. Somebody would say, why would you over leverage your... I had a business structure. I'm really big on documenting the process and creating structures and SOPs. So based on the three cars I was managing, I knew how to scale it, right? So I leveraged my credit to be able to do so. My credit was good enough to not have a down payment. I didn't need a down payment. So I was just getting these, pick up these cars, right? So I was just picking up these cars. There's actually one car I had to put a down payment on, but that was, that was a little bit different situation. I had to put $15,000 down on my Porsche, um, Porsche Panamera. But for the most part, no money down. On none of the cars? None of these cars. What kind of credit you got to have to do that? 800 plus? I, had, I actually had a 723, but I had a strong 723. Strong one, right? <laughs> and to be honest, you don't even have to have nothing. It's nothing too crazy as yeah. long as you get in a car that, that fits the, the, the criteria what the banks will, are willing to give you. So, did you still had to... There was no money, like not even closing, like the type, was it? Like taxes. Taxes. Tax, 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 taxes. That, that gets rolled into the To, the, to the payment. Yeah, to the loan. So how much was all your, like your total payment? I don't think nobody ever asked me this question. <laughs> $1.6 million. Uh, so uh, 33 cars. Yeah. 33 cars? I think it was a little bit more than 33 cars. I ended up getting more cars a little bit later, but $1.6 million. I looked at my like sell sheet. $1.6 million. I added it up, that roll. I'm like, God. A, a year. A year. No, 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 no. That's how much a the month? total. No, 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 not month. Oh, uh, my monthly um, car notes total was like around thirty to forty thousand, but the total amount of money I I got loaned oh, was one point okay, six. Okay. Yeah, 1. 6. 6. So, 1. so you, your payment your payments <laughs> monthly was forty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, around anywhere from thirty to forty. Where you housing the cars? That's not bad. That's a good question. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I was doing at first, because when I have three cars, it was cool because I had my garage, I get two spaces. It was straight. I had my third one in another space. But now I have to figure out where I'm going to put all these cars. <laughs> ah, I'll find an apartment building with a lot. <laughs> so because I'm in Airbnb, I have a bunch of condos. So I try to leverage the condo space. Tell me why they sent me a note talking about, uh, Mr. Manny, you're going to have to move all these cars. We know they're yours. <laughs> How many Airbnbs did you have? I have uh, eight. So you try to I had park- eight. I have seven now. So you try to park 33 cars in eight I try No, locations? I try to park it at one location. <laughs> all at one. And like I a, have a picture a, of it, a too. Bu- a building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had all my cars lined up. So when people, like the residents will drive in, they're like, what the heck is going on here? All these luxury cars, Corvettes, G-Wagons going on. It was pretty crazy. But I had to move it. Wait. But luckily, somebody called me. My boy called me and said, yo, Matt, I got I know there's a lot by the airport. Right next to the um, Hartsville-Jackson, Atlanta airport, there's a lot. You can go ahead and talk to the owner and see if you can lease space. By God's grace, I was able to close that deal. Now I got my own car lot. How 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 much did you pay for the car lot? Thirty two hundred a month is my note. Thirty two hundred dollars a month. Yeah. To house forty spaces. Forty forty spaces in the back. I think ten spaces in the front. I'm able to run it just like an enterprise. Actually, I'm right next to Enterprise and Hertz. Hearst is right here, Enterprise is right here, and I'm over here. Maddie Chase over there. <laughs> what it do, bro. baby? So, all right. So you, so you, so you got forty, you got forty thousand dollars a month that you got to pay. 
But you don't have to pay your first car note that's until the clutch part. Yeah, first thirty. I forgot. In my brain, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. gives you Straight like profit. <laughs> it's actually some cars is thirty days, some notes forty five days. So I get to run up the bag for a whole 30, 45 days. So before you made your first car payments, how much money did you run up in that thirty day time? I want to say I think it was nothing crazy, like twenty thousand, twenty two thousand. Okay, I took some screenshots. Um, some of them was harder to like onboard and make sure that I can. Start running out immediately. Someone was same day. As soon as I got it, put it on Turo because he still got to take pictures and all that. I still got to, and it was just me and my wife that time. So you have to take your pictures. You got to upload it. And I didn't feel like mentally dealing with that. When you deal with these dealerships, they already took all your mental energy out your your whole body, mm-hmm. right? But I also teach students how to how to deal with the dealerships too to make sure they don't get finessed in these streets. So, so is there a difference between between buying a new car and a used mm-hmm. car? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mainly the, the pricing. But dealerships, they really want to offset their new cars, right? Right to maintain their relationships with these manufacturers and a little bit more profit margin when it comes to the prices. So as we know, people know, as soon as you drive off a new car off the lot, you get hit with two thousand to four thousand dollars in depreciation. depreciation. Everybody knows this, but nobody really knows why. It's because most of that money was that you're losing isn't for the value of the cars, for the marketing. They have to recoup their costs. When these dealerships market the, and brand and sell and pay their commissions to the salespeople, that money has nothing to do with their car. So as soon as you drive off the lot, that's already the hit you got to take because they got to get their profit margin off of that. So people don't know that. It's, it has nothing to do with anything else outside of that. But here's the thing. That's why we're not supposed to be buying new cars. At all, it's not a good idea. Unless you got the money, you don't really care about that three, $4,000 depreciation hit. It's always suggested by me and my team to always get these cars used. Like my 2017 Maserati that we got for 32000 if we bought that car brand new, we'll pay an extra $40,000 for it. Same car, right? And that will mess up the profit margins when it comes to running it up. So the first month you said you made like 20000 Yeah. But you it still- might have been up to four, up to forty. I don't know the exact number though. What, what, was you, what did you peak at with that fleet? Yeah, um, I, I was getting more cars and I was getting more cars so the, the numbers started fluctuating. But anywhere from 20000 and 60000 was it per month? Okay. Right? Um, and then, of course, that's gross. Yeah. Of course, we got to talk about net when it comes to expenses. I had to hire a team. I had seven employees. Have my car lot now. Things are a little bit different as far as expenses and management and operating costs. So was it profitable? Because it's like... Yeah, definitely. Well, if you're paying 40000 a month, but your gross is sixty, the net probably is forty. So you're like breaking even. No, nah, well, it was, I was probably netting probably $10,000 per month. Okay. Yeah, anywhere. So the price was fluctuating. So anywhere from 10000 So my car notes was probably around $30,000 a month, up towards the 40000 because I started getting more cars. Okay. Yeah. So each car averages anywhere from $600 to $1,000 a month net. Okay. Yeah. So that was what was happening. But some cars weren't ready or some cars were getting in, the, in an accident. So the cars that were performing well will offset the cars that weren't performing well. Mm. Yeah. So is there like, because the Maserati thing is crazy. Yeah. Is there somewhere that you went to find out the level of depreciation on cars and then that became your playbook for like, yo, I got to get those? I actually should have did that in the beginning. I didn't know nothing about the depreciation. I didn't care. All I knew was I had my car note was 600 and I could probably make $12,000 per car. Yeah. That's all I cared about. I didn't know about the depreciation until as I started getting into the business because depreciation, if I'm getting a used car, the depreciation is not too bad once the car's already three years old. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't dealing too much with that unless I got new cars. So that's what I ended up doing. I ended up getting new cars because I realized on the Turo platform, everybody was getting Corvettes now. 
once I start running the play, everybody and I and I, I don't mind sharing it. So I'm sharing the play. So people say, oh, that's the play. We go get some Corvettes too. So now it's in the market that all these Corvettes are available. So as a as a, a client, now when they go to Turo, they now need to choose which Corvette they want to get. I'm gonna go get the 2017 Corvette or the 2020 Corvette, or 2021 Corvette. And, so it, and depending on the price, people will usually go for the newer car. So okay. So how do you buy a newer used car at a dealership without getting finesse or stress? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So the thing is, typically when we go into the dealerships, we don't know who the players in the game are who's involved. We go into this game called buying a car, but don't know who the players are. So the players are, one, the salesperson. That's typically the first person you see. Or that sees you first, as soon as you get on that lot. They see you, as soon as you get on that lot. It look like money coming. Yeah. <laughs> they pop up, that's the salesperson, and their job is to sell you a car, whether it's the car that you want or a car that they convince you to buy, which is cool. That's their job. But then there's, after you deal with the salesperson and, and pricing and all that, go, and that good stuff, test driving, they have the finance manager or the sales manager. Sales manager oversees the salesperson. But then after you figure out your deal on your payments, credit report, history, approval process, you then move into the finance manager. So because people don't know the chain of, uh, of different individuals that they're going to be running into, they don't know what to say. They don't know how to negotiate. They don't know how to do nothing like I was. I didn't know nothing. I just got it, saw a price on the website, and that's what I'm asking for, not knowing that I can negotiate. If I can negotiate the price down, that will lower my cost on my monthly note, which will give me more profit margin when I start renting out these cars. So getting a car note for five hundred dollars a month versus seven six sixty a month is a difference. That's your profit margin. You can cash flow a hundred dollars a month off of a car. That's good. That's good. You, it's your car. That's your uh, cell phone being paid for every month. You can look at it like that. Mm-hmm. I don't ever have to pay for my cell phone for a whole year because this car is paying for it. Um, things of that nature. So when you go into the dealership, knowing how this process works is super important. So typically, when people are going to these dealerships, they're getting the car finance. So you having your credit profile already prepared is super important. Super important. Most people don't know what their credit score is or credit report is right. when they go to a dealership. And if a salesperson or finance person know, knows that you don't know, they have leverage. Mm. Remember, they're in the business to sell cars and make sure that they get the most income out of each car possible for their bottom line. So why is that important for you to know your credit score? It's because so you can know that when they literally run your credit report and come back to you. Some salespeople, they say, ah, your credit score is not too good. We can only get you approved for 20,000 at 10%. But if you know your credit score is stronger than that, like, hold on, hold on, 10%, my, I should be getting 6%, 5%. Why are you charging 10, right? Yeah. So if you don't have an answer to that, they're gonna let you, you're gonna be happy with the 10% just because you got approved. And they had you sitting there in that, <laughs> In that, in that lobby for two hours. <laughs> Waiting. Waiting. Knowing that it only takes five minutes to find out whether you're approved or not. Which, which, uh, so there's, there's three uh, bureaus, right? So which one are they using or are they taking the average of the three? Yeah, so typically, it depends on what um, lender they're dealing with. Uh-huh. So, for example, I go to the dealership and I give, I fill out the credit report. Right. The sales manager grabs that credit report, whether it's online, website, whatever the case may be, and gives it to the sales manager, right, who then helps, and finance manager runs the report. They actually have, if you go to CarMax, they'll actually let you see it. They fill in your information, your social, your address, all that good stuff, and it literally plugs it into their system and shoots that information to their, their, their lenders. Mm-hmm. And instantly, five, probably 10 minutes, 
they'll respond back with approved, not approved, approved with stipulations, not approved because of this. Yeah, we're thinking about it, but have this person tell us this information, why they've been moving for the last two years. Can we verify their income? They'll do those things. Mm. But it all happens within five to 10 minutes. It doesn't take too long. So once they find that out, they can be able to let you know, yep, you got approved with Bank of America, you got approved with Chase. Um, which one do you want to do? But typically, they don't give you two options. They only present the one yo, that's I'm most. I'm trying to think. I've never got they, presented they, with yo, two. They don't do that. Yeah, it's be like yo, you don't ever know that you got approved by, by multiple banks. Yeah. They only let you know one. Whatever was the most profitable for them. So what they do is you got approved for six percent over here, but they don't have a relationship with Bank of America where they get money any money from that interest, mm-hmm. right? Because dealerships don't make as much money as more anymore from the car sale from the top. Because the internet, internet now has the prices of these cars. You can you can shop prices better, way better now. Yeah. So what do the dealerships do to offset that? They make their money on the back end, selling us warranties, packages, the interest rate. They add two points sometimes, two to three points. Sometimes states limit them from adding points. But if they didn't have no limit, some people would probably say, if you got proof for four percent and you don't know better. Congratulations, 8%. <laughs> <laughs> you're approved for your car, sir. And you, you're so happy that you got your car, you're yeah. worried about the 8% because all you're looking at is the monthly payments. And that's what the salesperson is supposed to let you do. Focus on the monthly payments, not the interest rate. So, I mean, at, at this rate, you, you're accumulating a lot of cars. Yeah. But with all cars comes wear and tear. Yep. So, so how do you uh, mitigate that? Are you making connections with... Repair shops, yep. auto bodies. Yep. What's that yep. process yep. like? So when you're in this rental business, you end up building relationships with the auto body shops, the mechanics, the car wash business, insurance. Basically, once you come in the rental space, you're not even in the rental space. You're in the insurance space, right? You're, sure, you're in the insurance game. You're in the car washing game, car, car maintenance game. So I, while I was in this business, I built relationships with the top of the top in Atlanta. Mm. How to wash these cars, and get the right soaps, the right materials to make sure that these cars are being protected and maintained well at cheap cost, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of these cars can be maintained really, really low. A lot of people don't get those same rates because they're not in this business. They just go and take their their car to the nearest um, auto body shop and because they don't have a relationship with them, they hit them over the head (laughs) with with prices, you know what I'm saying? So that's how that that situation works. I actually got hit on my head with my my, my Maserati. As soon as I bought the Maserati, the brakes, were, were um, warped and I didn't know I didn't know better mm. and because I didn't know better I didn't do better so I'm driving the car as soon as I got off the lot I'm like why is this thing shaking I take the car to the Firestone the dude pulls the wheel out he's like bro I don't know how you were even driving this car the, the tire was bald all that because I didn't have the knowledge to inspect the car and but there's a tool here's the, here's the tool that I go to now it's called yourmechanic.com you pay that person $75 before you buy a car they'll inspect it let you know this is a good car and you can you can have your, uh, your car with less buyer's remorse because you checked it out properly. How do you buy a car under your business name without reporting it in your personal mm, name? Mm. So there's a couple of different strategies to do that. I think you guys talked about it. I tapped into the... Yeah. Um, but one that wasn't mentioned was if somebody gets a business credit card with 10000 20000 you could buy the car with the, with the credit card. That's simple, right? Mm. If you got 1% interest or 0% interest for a year, you could literally buy your car with the credit card and tell them to put it in the business name. That simple, right? Most people never thought about it that way because um, they're so used to getting cars for personal use. Mm. And personal use typically means it's a liability. <laughs> so when we transfer it from a liability to an asset, 
We're going to buy it under a business name because also there's going to be protection, more protection under business, and it's not going to mess with our, uh, our debt to income ratio. Super important. All right. So this is, this is crazy, right? So <laughs> <laughs> this is partnering with small dealerships, yeah. but using their cars yeah. to rent. Yeah. Like, so what, what is this? So the rental space was so advantageous that I never had enough cars. I'll, every, all my cars be rented, but I'll never have enough. Right, so I was like, "Dang, how can I get more cars? Because I'm not going to be able to get more cars in my name." Now they're showing. After those 30 days mm-hmm. that I, I utilized my credit to get these cars, because they weren't showing on my credit, now they're all on my car, my credit. So I can't get any more cars. Yeah. So I was able to go to different smaller dealerships, mom and pop dealerships, and say, um, "The cars that you guys have in your lot, it looks like a, a car graveyard because it's <laughs> collecting dust." Did you know you guys can rent out these cars? Ah, we don't rent our cars. We're not in this business. That's how it would be in the first place. Yeah. But once you start showing them numbers. Show them that it makes sense. Build trust, report. You could actually rent out their cars for you and rent out their cars for you or for them, actually, and do a deal with them. 50, 50, 80, 20, whatever deal you want to do with them. The thing is, if you don't have the cash or we don't have the credit to get cars, you can utilize other people's vehicles. You can utilize other people's credit. I can literally walk up to somebody with, on the street and say, hey, what's your credit score? I got a cool 700. Did you know you, with that 700, you can get you a car that's going to bring you a little cash flow in? No, tell me about it. You convince that person, you can get them a car under their name mm-hmm. and do a business deal with them, running out that car. Take a percentage. Yep. So how do you partner with police officers to oh get the God. scoop on car accidents? Oh, my God. But how, how, <laughs> how, what's, the, what's the deal with that? Yo, all right. So my boy in New York, right? So say, say you have a car fleet, a fleet of cars. You have five Toyota Priuses, economy cars, right? When there's an accident... What typically happens? Somebody calls the police to be able to make the report. Mm-hmm. But in that accident, this car, this person's car is wrecked, and this person's car is wrecked, right? No matter whose fault it is, these cars are now undrivable. And they're going to go to the tow yard or whatever case may be, or auto body shop. But now this person that was in this wreck and this person that was in the wreck, they don't have a car to drive. So I know a dude who has a network with police officers. Yo, call me anytime there's an accident. I'm going to pull <laughs> up and let them know. That we can fix their car, insurance is going to pay for it. They basically convince them person, look, you got an accident, you got insurance, cool, insurance is going to pay for it. But take it to my auto body shop. Not only are you going to take the car to my auto body shop, I'm going to provide you with a car rental that they're going to pay for, insurance is going to pay for yeah. at the same time. So he double dipped. But he was able to double dip because he has a network of officers that call him. It's basically how the tow truck companies work. Mm. Yeah, tow truck companies, how they work is because they grandfathered into a network of police officers. When the police officer needs a car towed, they call the, the network of tow trucks, and they come in. So any tow truck company that has these contracts, yeah. they make their money by just pulling up anytime a police officer calls. But people don't know that you can do it for your car rentals too, right? Not just police officers, anybody that's in a situation of witnessing a car accident. If you could put it out there in the universe, if you see a car accident, call me. You can be able to tap into that and run it out the like, well, like those billboards in New York, like personal injury yep, attorneys. Yep. Like, you yeah. hit same by. thing, same thing, same thing. Yeah, Salino and Barnes. Salino and Barnes. One of, the, one of them <laughs> passed away, right? Yeah, rest, I think, rest, rest in peace. peace. Rest in peace. It's like it's like uh, yeah, the ambulance chases. They're like if oh, you fall, if, dope, if, if you if you fall, <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I remember yeah. so, I, at this, the show uh, Better Call Saul. That's what. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's a whole booming industry of people. It's like. They look for that, like if you fall at work or if you fall in, like, <laughs> and now unfortunately it's crazy. Do you know what the most popular thing that you hear, especially uh, in New York? I don't know if it's in Atlanta, police brutality. 
Uh, if you if you or somebody easy. you know has been a victim of police brutality oh. in the last two years, Benjamin Crumbs be pulled out. Benjamin Crumbs. I ain't mad at he you. Show up yo, that, yo, he show up everywhere. Yo, you he had on it. it. He on it. Sonic. <laughs> yo, if you or somebody you know has been a victim of police brutality in the last two years, call one eight hundred. Easy. Mm. Yeah, it's a strong. These are strong. Pla- Once more, people start being privy to these different opportunities in the rental space. You know how black people are. We we get real creative. <laughs> yeah, we get real creative right. on what we can do. Yeah, natural born hustlers. You know so saying? so, I'm I'm glad you broke down the interest part. Yeah, but is there a way to buy the car without high interest or interest at all? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good good point. Good point. So. In order to get a car with zero interest, yeah. you see that you got to have like super, super, super good, super good um, uh, a credit profile. Yeah. And they're just doing it as a favor because that's how they make their money. Banks, they need it. As you guys know, in the finance space, banks, they need to invest that money that's just sitting there. Yeah. Or inflation is going to eat it up. Yeah. So there's different ways that banks invest the money that's just sitting there. Home loans and auto loans and investing into the market. So out of auto loans, they have to make their money back. Say, say Erica needs a car and she doesn't have the money to pay for it for cash. Bank will say, well, okay, we'll give you the money for 2% back, 1% back, depending on the situation. But the way that you can get it for 0% is if you buy with a credit card that has 0% interest. You don't have to buy a $20,000 car to get in the space. You can buy a $5,000 car. If you don't have $5,000 cash, you can use your car, your credit card, to buy a $5,000 car and immediately use it to be able to be rented on platforms like Hire Car, Turo, generate the income, pay that loan back, and now you got a car. And even I'm thinking even a supplement, even if you're not doing it as a full time business. Yes, yeah, supplement. The average the average person outside of their living expenses, um, their car is their biggest expense, mm-hmm. their biggest monthly. Mm-hmm. No, it's like you either your rent or your mortgage is going to be number mm-hmm. one. Your car is going to be number mm-hmm. two for most people mm-hmm. outside like student loans stuff like that. So it's like the average person might be struggling. And even if it's a three hundred dollar, yep. four hundred, whatever, in my brain, there's always some time where you may not use your car. Facts. Vacations. Vacations. Saturday or mm-hmm. you know Sunday if you just you know just staying in the. Or well, if you house. taking like if you taking the train to work every day. Yeah, yeah. you just want to switch it up a little bit for the month. Yeah, yeah. So season. How does that work? Like, can that can an average person that yes. maybe is not looking to do a business but just looking to just cut Something. back on their on their on their uh, monthly note mm-hmm. and not have to pay that money? And, yep. As long as they don't have an um, a emotional attachment to the car and they don't mind sharing it and handing the keys to somebody and understanding the, how to manage the car, absolutely. Well, like for me, that's how I started. Saturdays only. But Saturdays turn into me having a whole operation for this specific business. Because it's dope because it's like there's a reference point for it, Airbnb. Yeah. So it's not foreign. It's like exactly. it's already, it's think about Airbnb exactly. just for cars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is there a certain, like, all right, like if you just have a, like, a Honda or a Dodge, mm-hmm. will people be willing to yes. rent those? Yes. I'm in the luxury space, but I'm also have economy cars, standard cars. I got um, smart cars. Paid for cash for it. Smart cars work. So many plays with the smart car or any car, you can get the car wrapped. I think it was been mentioned before. Get the car wrapped on all sides. I've actually seen it at Atlantic Station. The dude pulled up. I said, yo, let me ask you a question. How much did this business pay you to wrap your car? He said $300 for the month. He made $300 just to wrap somebody else's business on a car, right? His car probably looked beat up. The paint was chipping. Now he got a fresh little wrap on there, making $300. And that $300 pays for probably his, his groceries and gas. Now he don't got to worry about groceries and gas ever again until he finds it, of course, unless he doesn't do it anymore. Mm. That's just one way, right? And then he can, again, rent out his car to people who need to just travel. 
It's just building a network of people who need a car in any any situation. Well, let me let me ask you this, because like if I rent a car from Hertz or you know I'm going to the airport mm-hmm. or the actual car rental place, mm-hmm. um, it's usually centrally located. Yeah. So if if I live like in a suburb or something like that. Do I have to actually drive the car for somebody to come pick it up? Or, like, how's that aspect of the car rental business work? Ah, uh, location. I got you. Yeah. So, yeah. For example, um, if I if I have a car and I'm, like, an hour away from Atlanta, right? If I'm an hour away from Atlanta and I don't want to tap into the, the city or the airport where everybody is at, I would have to build a network of have, having people that's in that area that need a car, cars for rent. Yeah. And you'll be surprised. If there's no enterprise there, that means it's, uh, it's still people that need the car. There's people an hour away that wished that there was a place to, for them to be able to rent cars in their specific area. And the question is, why would somebody rent out a car in, for example, Loganville? And that, that was just an hour away. Well, somebody's car broke down. Yeah. <laughs> they need a car. Yeah, supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah, supply and demand. So, so in the hotel business, like Airbnb, I know there's a checkout time. So I'm wondering mm. in the car space, is it like, yo, I rented from 11 to 11. Yeah. And if I don't bring it back in that time, what's the penalty? Or what happens if I don't bring it back okay. at all? Yeah, same situation with Airbnb. Yeah. So check in, check out time, same situation. Yeah. Where you can actually set up, it's your car. You can set it up however you want to. Mm-hmm. Pickups are at this time, between this time and this time. You can sell it like that. And then when they book your car, they sell you, okay, cool, I'll pick it up at 3 o'clock. I'll pick it up at 5. If there's after hours... You can charge more for after hours, or you can just make it between these hours. Um, but one of the biggest issues is, of course, people bringing the car back late yeah. and messing up bookings, just like Airbnb. Yeah. So it's just a matter of managing the communication with the, with the guests to make sure that they bring the car back. And if they don't bring the car back, there's different ways to get compensated, whether it's through taking their deposit or on Turo, letting Turo know that they didn't bring the car back and that they need to be charged for a half a day mm. or a whole day, depending on how late they were. Do you have a maintenance team? Because I know like yeah. after somebody leaves, they clean yep. the, the apartment. Definitely. You have a, somebody to yep. clean the car. Definitely. The check-in, check-out team, they make sure that the car came back in the same condition that it went out in, right? Check the tires, because that's one of the biggest things that get messed up in the car rental base. Mm-hmm. They, they rim rash the tires. But all these different situations that may happen, we have protocols for every situation. If somebody messes up the rims, there's a fee for that. There's a reimbursement fee for that. Um, if somebody smokes in the car, there's a fee for that. Same situation. Little dinks and dangs. Yeah. You're creating all these things? Yeah, I got a whole, I'm really analytical. Yeah. I made sure I had a list for every possible situation. Here's, here's my quote. If it can't happen, it will. So you just need to make sure we have the process and procedures to take care of it when it does. And we make sure we communicate it with the guest beforehand so it's not a surprise. That it smells like smoking here. It didn't smell like smoke like before, so <laughs> we're going to have to charge to take care of the smell for the next guest. So, of course, some people take responsibility, but some people say, man, I don't want smoke. I don't want to smoke no weed, man. Why smoke? Yeah. Bro, it smells like weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's part of the nature of the business. But making sure that you have the, the systems in place to take care of it. Let me ask you this. Um, one of the biggest hurdles that stops people from getting cars, mm. especially like probably at scale like this, would be their credit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you have any hacks or tips for people to, you know, rebuild, repair their yeah. credit to get into the car? And we got a whole network of these dope. Because credit, when it comes to credit repair, Two years ago, it was like, is that scary? We just didn't know the laws. We didn't know the process and procedures of getting these things off our credit profile because of the loopholes that were created. 
right? And luckily we have teams like we got Recession Proof that can help people with that process to educate them. But through even through Recession Proof, there's hundreds of women and men who now know how to take care of these inquiries, reports, evictions, student loans, legally. We're not even talking about finessing the system, literally legally doing it. So if somebody wants to use their own profile to do so, they can do it. Or they can build out a business profile and buy a car in the business name that has nothing to do with their horrible personal credit. Business profile straight, personal is horrible, you can just use your business. But somebody says, somebody might say, well, I don't have a business profile. There's strategies that are out there where you can buy a business's profile. Mm. Shelf companies and add trade lines to that, 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 that specific shelf company that exists and then operate within that business. There's so many people who sell business. I can sell my business right now to somebody. My business has been out for 12 years. Talk, I can about, sell yeah, that. talk about that. Yeah, so literally, CEO Cartel is my LLC. Say I, I was never using CEO Cartel, right? Or I stopped using it. Or I was being really uh, lax. For, or I, I built this LLC just to sell it. I could just sell the LLC. It has nothing to do with the services or products. Just this business entity. I could sell a business entity at that, what they call shelf companies. It's like a body, but of course, the body can't just have skeleton. It has to have its skin and bones. That's why the profile is important. So they add the skin and bones via trade lines, via business transactions and things of that nature. Um, and that's, that's the different strategy as well. So many strategies. The excuse of I don't have the cash or credit isn't an excuse anymore. We can leverage somebody else's cash, leverage somebody else's credit. Leverage somebody else's time. So you talked about getting it from the dealership. You talked about getting the cars from mom and pops. Mm -hmm. What about auctions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So What's that auctions, process look like? Yeah, yeah. So, man, when, for example, say we got an accident. So I'll say NFL player gets his car crashed, but no, he's no longer in the league. He's not making the money like he used to make it. So he can't pay for the, the maintenance on the car no more mm -hmm. or can't pay to fix it, whatever the case may be, or just doesn't want to, right? That car is now sitting at the auto body shop. Just chilling, right? So now, if it sits there too long and the person never picks up the car, they put a lien on that car. Right. They have the opportunity to either sell it to auction after the lien or sell it to you if you know better. If you pull up and say, yo, any cars that you put on lien, sell it to me first. Don't send it to the auction, right? Or if it already went to the auction, most people think that you need a dealer's license to, to buy cars at the auction. Some do, like Mannheim, but there's a dealership, or there's an auction where you don't need a dealer's license. That you can go there and buy cars, cash cars, salvage cars, Right, Turo doesn't allow salvage cars, but if you're doing personal bookings and the car is straight and it's been checked out, yeah. you can rent out those cars. You know what I'm saying? And those are the different strategies how to do that. How do you feel about, like we see Hertz going under and mm -hmm. a lot of car um, dealership, well, mm -hmm. car rental places mm -hmm. are going under. Yeah. So it's interesting to see the rise of Turo and things of that right. nature. Why, what's the, what's the disconnect? Like, mm. it's not like people don't need cars anymore. How yeah, come yeah. the big boys are, are struggling? Right, right. I think it's because their business model is, obviously their business model is different. They have, for example, there'll be one gym that shuts down. I think Gold's Dim also shut down. Yeah. But another gym is, is thriving. The only difference is the business model and the revenue model and the, 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 the capacity of services. So as we know, Hertz, Budget, all those, those big companies in this car rental space, they have too many cars, right? They have either too many cars or they don't have the right cars that people actually want to run out or they're not serving the right market, or they have limitations, because they have limitations, like you have to be 25 and older to get a car, or you have to have a credit card or a debit card with this. They have different uh, stipulations for you to get cars. So at scale, larger companies are more prone to be um, affected by a, a pandemic, because it's a large scale business. So for me, because I'm smaller, I'm able to pivot more. So on Turo, when the pandemic had, it was less bookings, but I was able to pivot 
to running out to nurses when they came into town. Mm. Nurses, they were getting paid $10,000 a month to help Atlanta with the, um, the uh, corona um, situation. To leave their city and state and get flown out, flew out to this specific mm. state to help. <laughs> but now this nurse needs a place to stay and a car to drive. So now that I know that they need these two things, I can offer the Airbnb and I can offer the cars. And they have no problem paying the 500 to 800 to $1,200 a month for the car because they're getting paid 10000 So they just added that to the budget. Some of these people, like these actresses, the production teams actually pay for these cars for them. Hmm. Yeah. So there's so many different strategies when it comes to this. Um, and like I mentioned before, even um, during the pandemic, where Rose was the groceries delivery and the Postmates and the Uber Eats and things of that nature. Yeah. So I was able to pivot. I see this as one of these things that's um, – probably one of the more practical things mm -hmm. that anybody can really practical. do. Cause mm -hmm. like I said, I mean, it's one thing you can start your own car rental business if you want. Mm -hmm. um, but for my brain, even for me personally, I'm interested in this because I feel like, like I explained to you to play, to play with LA. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's like for me personally, but the average person, like I said, you, you just trying to just save some money. Mm -hmm. So whether it's renting it to some people that need, you know, a car for the weekend or a, Uber Eats driver. Yep. Make it from, make sense. From the hours yeah. of four to eight o'clock at mm -hmm. night. You, you know, you, you come home from work and you're not doing nothing that's, at night anyway. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, I'm the thinking, night workers. You just yeah, made me think of that. I was thinking like the person who, who gets on the train at 8 a.m. Mm. That makes 7.30 to pick up time. You get off the train at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. You make 6 p.m. the drop off. You're literally picking up the car mm -hmm. as you're coming you home it. when you need it. Mm -hmm. Or or just the soccer mom or whatever that's like, you know what I'm saying, a, the dad that works a regular job, they traveling, but then they locking in with their kids at night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, the average person, when they get home at like six o'clock, they're not really leaving the house after mm -hmm. that. So from the hours of maybe like six to 10, a Uber Eats driver mm -hmm. can rent your car. That's a bar. <laughs> See what that is? I didn't even think about that. I just learned that right now. <laughs> Welcome to Learn Your Leisure, man. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. It makes sense. Dang, that's the most practical probably. Yeah. But some people have a problem with um, giving their car to somebody, like yeah. even a stranger. Yeah. But for me, I realized that when you go to the dealership and get one car, you can get a car for your personal use and a car for rental. Mm. You can get two cars yeah. and have that one car pay for both. Mm. <laughs> So, so many plays. On a day-to-day -day basis, how involved are you in this, right? Because this is a big operation. Yeah, well, yeah. this sounds like it's not – you call it yeah. a small business, but this yeah, is a big yeah, operation. Yeah. So you got to hire a team, yep. obviously, delegate roles. Yep. How involved are you in the process on a day-to-day? -day? Yeah, now I'm only involved in – because I have a team. So I was able to have people I trusted. I'm in a part of a church organization. And having these cars and having these luxury cars and people having keys to this, you need people that you can trust. Mm -hmm. So because I have so many cars, I needed a team that I trusted, and I have seven. One team handles the uh, uh, protection, loss, call it, what they call it, loss prevention in the uh, retail space to make sure that we track the cars. So we have an app that we can literally track every single car and where they're at. So that person makes sure they, they did that. We have the check-in and check-out team, accounting team. Um, we have the customer support team and the buying team to make sure that we're always getting the right cars and going in and out, selling cars, things of that nature. So for me personally, I don't have to do anything outside of just being a CEO, just over like checking and make sure everything got done for the week. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, and my wife, Erica, Miss Erica Pride, she's the, the queen of managing to the point where I, I'm free. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm free, free from all the, the frustrations that I had in the early stages of the business. We just, we just figured out how you got the time for Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's it. People always try to look for passive in- income. Yeah. When you have a passive business that's creating passive impact, that's amazing, you got bro. time to hop on that Clubhouse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Passive business creating passive impact. I yeah, like yeah. that. So it's like, all right, is Toro the same or any of these car services are they the same as like Airbnb where you just, you, how do you actually get on? Like you just got to have an application. Do they mm-hmm. accept anybody mm-hmm. or? Yeah, you just, the, the onboarding process was cement your ID, just like um, Airbnb. And even if you want to drive for Uber, you have to send your ID, your information, where you live. They vet that. They do a background. They prove you on the platform and, all you, and you're good to go. It's literally easier uploading your car than it is making a Facebook profile. <laughs> literally upload the picture of your car, description, price it. Your rules, rates, and the the plan that you want to be on when it comes to Turo, you're good to go. How do you know how to price it? Just what other people are charging? All right, so we do market research to see what other people are charging, and based off that, and it's in the same cities in the same um, area. So, so if they charge 150 for a Corvette, yeah, you're gonna charge 140. Just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Competitive pricing. You know what I'm saying? Right, so this is running out of just the Atlanta tri. I guess not even tri-state, but the metro. <laughs> yeah, metro Atlanta. Yep. And are we? Are you thinking about expanding to throughout the state of Georgia, yeah, or maybe me, some other states? That's a good question. So for me, I'm actually in this business not even not for the cash flow, because I was actually making more money with less cars because I had less overhead. Mm. So I'm actually leveraging this business to be have an opportunity to hire people. I'm leveraging this business as an opportunity to be able to network. So when these celebrities come into town, I'm a plug. I have a car for you and the condo. So it's not just about the cash flow because there's other reasons and intentionalities in this business. So how did you how did you get Airbnbs? Like, did you do that before Toro or after? Uh, which one did it first? Yeah, Airbnb was after. I dabbled. I listed my condo just just to see what people would do. I listed my condo back in 2014 for 350 just to see if somebody would book a, a night. Yeah, and okay. somebody booked it. Okay. I had to cancel it because I was living there. <laughs> like, no, no, I can't. But I was surprised that somebody paid three fifty a night for my spot. Because when it comes to my my payments, I'm paying my spot was thirty two hundred dollars a month. I'm probably paying what's that fifty to seventy dollars a day. Yeah. Somebody will pay me three fifty a day. They said that blew my mind. But I put, I tucked that. I put a sticky note on that. If I ever need to rent out my spot, I know, know how to do it. At least you know. Yeah. yeah. So I was already familiar with it off of that test. Yeah. But as I was doing the cars, naturally people were asking me, yo, do you have a condo to stay? Because they were going to get my car and go to Airbnb. Yeah. Say, you don't got to do that no more. I'll get an Airbnb and we can do it all the same place. To the point where I was putting my Airbnb listings on my Turo, Turo profile. The pictures. <laughs> so you look at the pictures of the car and then you'll swipe right. You're like, oh, damn, you got a condo too? We in there. And they'll inquire that so way. So it's a package deal. Package yeah. deal. Because when you travel sure. and you're living in a, a, a perfect city. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, being that, being that resource, I don't even call it the plug. I was the extension cord <laughs> in that situation. I was doing so much to plug in people in. Jason, Mr. Two Weeks Out, my guy. He said, um, some, Lamar Odom, his guy, hit him up. He said, hey, do you know anybody who has an Airbnb space? And Because Lamar Odom, he got a house in Atlanta, but it wasn't finished being built. So he needed a place to be at until it was done. So because I, I had my Airbnb, Jason knew I had Airbnbs. He plugged me in. I wouldn't be able to have a relationship with an NBA player that I used to watch every night back home from my favorite team, Lakers, if I didn't have a resource that was going to be an asset to him, right? And that, that was crucial. Once I realized that, that those type of plays can happen, I started getting more Airbnb units. I started building relationships with, with Wale, 21 Savage. And 21 Savage living in Atlanta. 
but he's always booking my spot. He get Airbnbs. Yeah. Why? Uh, we ain't gonna go to the store. What a boy! Tell him, tell him. Uh, How many man. questions you got? A lot. <laughs> A lot. Oh man! Twenty-one, 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 twenty-one. Shout out to he's Shout another to he's Beasy. another clubhouse champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Beasy. That so that's crazy. I never even thought about it like that. You 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 using it for like really networking? Oh yes, leverage. Great, great networking tool. Yeah, it's and I like being I like doing businesses that are trendy. So when somebody says Turo, I can be in that conversation and add value. Somebody mentions Airbnb, I can be in that conversation and add value. That's well, that's one of my key things. My core value is um, resourcefulness. Mm. I want to be as resourceful as possible. So I know what businesses are shaking, whether e-commerce, whether it's Airbnb, Turo, stocks. I want to be able to tap into all those things so I can be a resource for those who aren't privy to those opportunities. Well, it makes sense now because you was a party promoter. Yeah, yeah. See? See? Now, I didn't even connect that dot. Yeah, that was LA. That was the LA I didn't days. Even connect yeah. that dot because that's the ultimate plug. Like the party promoters it's is the plug. ultimate. You what do you need? It. I got well, everything thing, for you. Most party promoters they don't know what to do after they get people in those doors. Mm. After mm. they get the celebrity in there, they don't know what to do with them afterwards. They don't have other businesses or other opportunities to help facilitate that relationship and nurture that relationship just, outside the club. Yeah, stop, st- stops there until the next party. There. Yeah, you're just a promoter now. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can be more of an asset, way more of an asset if we can figure out what people need. How 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 much, like, I know it depends on geographics, and but, like, on like on average, mm-hmm. if somebody wanted to start, like, a car rental business, yeah, how much can, can they, like, expect to make? Like, what's a good number to hit? Each car, monthly, I just monthly. use the, the, the parameters of each car. So okay. each car... From anywhere from zero to what I was making, $2,600 per car, depending on the type of car. If you got a Lambo, if your homie has a Lambo, like, for example, right now, I'm at the stage in this business where people want to ship me their Lambos from L.A., right? <laughs> they was like, yo, bro, I don't drive this car. I'm just sitting here paying this $2,500 a month. Let me ship it to the Lambo. And can you rent it out for me and make money, right? And a Lambo can rent out for, what, um, $1,700 a day? The car note's probably $1,700, <laughs> Right, even my C8, my brand new Corvette, my car note on my Corvette is twelve hundred dollars. That car is getting rented out right now for eight hundred dollars a day. Mm. Eight hundred dollars a day, easy. Mm. Mm. So it all depends on the car, the business model, and what you want to do. Because like you mentioned before, you can do short term rentals or long term rentals or hourly rentals. All depends. Typically, somebody's nobody's going to really do a short term hourly rental for a Honda Accord. But they might do it for a slingshot, one of my slingshots. They'll do rent it out for an hour. Yeah. $150 for an hour. Or uh, a supercar. They just want to go to the little restaurant with their girl for two hours. I'll rent it out for two hours. I don't need it all night. All depends on the type of car. So pre-COVID, yeah. were you getting into entertainment space where actually like production companies were like, yo, yep, we just need cars? Yep, definitely. That was happening? All the casting directors... The video teams, production teams, they'll call me, you got a car, we need a car for this video. Right. Weddings. Wedding, um, the people who organize the weddings, I forgot what they're called. But they they hit me up. You got any white Bentleys? You got a white uh, S550, white Maserati, anything white really does good with the wedding space. But just being a resource. And through that, I'm starting to meet everybody. Yeah. I'm pulling up my car and find out that the agent booked my car for a super celebrity, A-lister celebrity. And now I'm connected with the celebrity in that aspect. I do marketing as a trade. So now I'm, I'm pitching my, my marketing plans for because of this car. It was a tool. Matty J, the extension cord. Yeah, the so, extension cord. You know so, what I'm saying? So, 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 so you figured the game out. And you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, you're doing good for yourself. You, you, you figured out the Airbnb and you figured out the Toro side of the car. 
well, at what point do you get into the education space mm-hmm. and start to teach people about this? So here's the here's the real play. The real play was I knew I was going to be teaching it before I started. This is the play. <laughs> this is the play. Because think about it. Anytime somebody does something successful, what's the question that most people ask when they see them doing something successful? How'd you, you do it? How? Yep. How? Put me on. Right? Mentorship. Like, can like you something. Mention? Yeah. Most people, when we get asked, yo, how did you do it? Most people say, just work hard, grind hard. Fluff. <laughs> Straight fluff. We need the bars. We need the details. How much money did you spend? How many cars did you have? What was the good things that happened? What were the bad things that happened? It wasn't just you. So who was a part of your team? We need all those details. Yeah. But because most people never document in the process, they themselves don't know. Mm. They can't articulate or even share how they did it. They know they put in the sweat equity. They grinded hard because that's all they knew they did. That's all they tell people they did. I just grinded hard. I didn't go to sleep. I worked hard. But if you can document the process, which I did, I documented since day one. I, I utilized Instagram stories to document my day. Mm. Most people, they treat stories like, uh, well, for what, it's called a story. So I'm telling my story day to day using this specific platform. So people saw when I got my first car, they can just scroll back into the archives. Dang, I remember Maddie got his first car, Tesla, and he saw his first guest. And now he, they can see that I have 48 cars now because they saw the journey. But that's not good enough. I need to package this information into a content that people can really dive in and duplicate this process and replicate it for themselves how they want to. But as an educator, my job isn't to say, yo, if you do it like me, you're going to get the same results. No, my job is to present opportunities that exist. And then you pick out these opportunities. This one makes sense for me in my situation, scenario, circumstance. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I love the entrepreneurs that have created online curriculums (laughs) because it's like one of the things that 19 Keys said, shout out to 19 Keys. My guy. On the podcast is he said, (laughs) um, everything that the school, that the school system didn't teach us mm-hmm. has created opportunities for us to teach mm-hmm. at a much cheaper price. If mm-hmm. you think about it, like you go going to college and you're spending $30,000, mm-hmm. $40,000, you buy a course for a couple thousand. I mean, in there. that's more probably valuable than your college degree because it's, it's specific. Yeah. Like this is, I want to, okay, I want to have a car rental business. You can't go to college to have a car <laughs> rental business. So what do you do? You either Google your life away and try to figure out, hopefully you make it, mm-hmm. or you just follow a proven blueprint mm-hmm. by somebody that's already been successful mm-hmm. that's actually documented it. They put it in nice video format and it's a step-by-step. Step. Mm-hmm. They have the whole thing laid out for you and you just got to follow the blueprint. And for me, it's like, it's been a game changer because I've actually seen it mm-hmm. how, you know, whether it's Wall Street Trapper, whether it's MG mm-hmm. the Mortgage Guy, whether it's mm-hmm. him 500. And it's like, it's not necessarily... Like one of the, the things that we heard that was the best is like no school is judged by the teachers or mm. the principals. The school is judged Trigger. by the students. Oh, students. Yeah. Students. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alumni. The, the success of the students. So when you, hear, when you hear about Howard University, when you hear mm-hmm. about Harvard, mm-hmm. Yale, they don't reference the, mm. the founders. Oh, they, they reference... Yeah. Bill Gates went here, and this guy went here, and Mark Zucker. Even if they dropped out, they went there. Yeah. Puffy went, like, you know what I'm That's saying? So, so the school is only as good as the students. Mm-hmm. And now, so I had to say, I'm watching the online entrepreneurs. I'm not, yeah, these guys are successful. But for me, it's the actual success stories that I'm hearing from the students, mm-hmm. seeing that. You know who, who kills the game of that? Alex Good Energy. Yep, Alex Good Energy. Sure we, we saw that first answer. Yeah. Member success. You know what's so crazy? He just DM'd me like an hour ago, and he was like, um, check out this caption. And it was one of his portal members, and it was like, 
Yo, buying this portal, it changed my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on my third truck, da 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 da. Testimonies. You don't got to sell no more. Nah, yeah, nah. Success nah. sells it. Like you said, it's success. Yeah, it's dope sells itself. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> so <laughs> I say that to say, man, it's it's dope. So um, exactly what's in your your curriculum? Yeah, the play, same thing. Everything I did, I documented this story. Everything I just mentioned today. It's more visual because I have the pictures to prove it. Mm. I got the, it's the, the step by step. Hold your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got the receipts. I got the Excel's. I'm really transparent. That's one of my other core values outside of resourcefulness, transparency. I really and the reason why I'm so transparent is because usually when I'm talking, I'm really animated. People, some people probably listen to me like, yo, this dude is cap. He's lying. <laughs> Ain't no way he got 33 cars in two weeks. Cool. I understand. Let me just show you because I can show you better. I can tell you. So that's, that allowed me to be more of a, a documenter got so the, I could be able to show Yeah, you got, the, you got being, the receipts. Yeah, I got the receipts. So I show those receipts. When I realized most people, because I didn't need a course, because I can't sit there and say, you need this course to be successful. I didn't take the course. But what I can do is I can help expedite the process for you. Mm. What I can do is give you encouragement and hope. I think that's really what the, the value of the course is. Community, accountability, and encouragement. Because a lot of people don't have, didn't have the same belief system I did when I started. I believed that I can get 50 cars and have no issue. And I, you can't really teach that. So that's where the community aspect comes to. Community for me is common unity. So I want to gather all the people who want to turn those liabilities into assets together so we can be able to move farther together in this situation. That's a fact. So, you know, in true EYO fashion, um, you know, we bring all kinds of entrepreneurs on. And um, like a lot of them have curriculums, whether it's MG the Mortgage Guy, whether it's him 500 Wall Street Trapper. And, we encourage that. I know. I love it. I, I get courses all the time. The craziest thing in the world was when Mark Cuban told me that Absolutely. he buys courses. I don't know if you watched that. Episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He was like, Man, "That was a crazy." Shout out to y'all for yeah, that. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I appreciate that. Co-sign everything I've been saying. <laughs> and now everybody tap in. Like, nah, it was so crazy when he said, "I'm, I'm like, ask him like, how many hours a day do you spend learning?" He's like, "All day." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I buy, I, I buy books. I buy da 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 da. I buy mm-hmm. online courses." And I, I'm like, "You buy?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I tap in." So. Mm-hmm. um I say that to say, you know, one of the things that we always, you know, try to encourage entrepreneurs when they come on the platform is to give a special offer that nobody else has, you know, especially yes, for the EYL community. And uh, Matty <laughs> J obliged. So, yeah, um, yeah, you set up a website. <laughs> the website is carrentalgameyl.com, and mm-hmm. it's going to be $500, $500 off mm-hmm. of the course. And um, once again, the course teaches you everything you need to know to start a car rental business, mm-hmm. whether you actually want to have a whole fleet of cars like he does or whether you want to just supplement mm-hmm. your income and do, and do, you know, just the one car that you have or whether you're trying to live like me and <laughs> go from New York to L.A. or whatever your play is. That's the great thing about this whole car rental place space is that there's so many different plays for you. So if you're interested, you can go to car rental game, EYL.com. For $500 off. That's exclusive. You're not going to find that price no, anywhere else on the internet. It's mm-hmm. the cheapest that you can possibly mm-hmm. get. And um, yeah, if you're looking to invest in your education, you can um, take it from there. Matty J, it's been a pleasure, my brother. Most definitely. What would you like to tell the people? Social media handles, all of that. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm CEO Matty J, and I'm known as a di- digital real estate investor, right? A lot of times when we get on social media or even when we buy uh, website domains, Domain literally means you own territory on the World Wide Web. So if you own territory on that World Wide Web, let's be landscapers, contractors, let's be investors and buy, fix, flip, 
build different businesses on this worldwide web so we can create assets that we can also pass down. We already know about the importance of real estate in the real world. Same thing in the digital world. So you can find me on CO Matty J, my Instagram handle, Clubhouse, CO Matty J, even my website, comajay.com. That digital real estate, like Ben X says, that's yeah. a, that's crucial yeah, worldwide. Like shout, out to ben X. shout out to BWO, everybody else. Yeah, 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 shout out to the guys. Yeah, yeah, shout out to the guys, man. Troy, housekeeping item. Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Y'all know that's our proud to pay program. Uh, tier five members, uh, you have access to EYL University, the number one place for business, entrepreneurism, and anything finance. Mm-hmm. Number one in the world, really. Um, so shout out to all the earners out of there. And shout out to everybody that is supporting the merch, the EYL yes, University merch, the Assets of Reliability shirts. And we got that. The shout out got them special sneakers, man. Shout out to shout out to the Assets of Reliabilities. They're calling them the Asset Ones. I yeah. saw that online. I like that. I like that. I like that, I like that right? I like yeah, I like that. that. Shout out to like the Asset that. Ones. And, uh, Yo. <laughs> they, they, they released it? Yo, check his feet. Oh, yeah, you know, they. they Shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yo, shout out to EYL and <laughs> Shout out to Mike, Jamal, everybody. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you know what you guys are doing is really special. I appreciate, I appreciate it, man. that. Yeah. I appreciate that. So bro. we appreciate all y'all. Thank you. And shout out to Maddie too, because yeah, he um not only does he d- do car rental, he's actually a, a renaissance man. And he had, he created a whole curriculum <laughs> on uh for how to make your online university. Yeah. That, and of course, you know, we have EYL University. So when he was talking about the game on, you know, how to actually, what he said made a lot of sense was like the model of education isn't bad. Isn't bad. It's the implementation yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit before we leave? Yeah. That, so, was, a, that was a bar. Yeah, it's because um, like a lot of us entrepreneurs, we poo-poo on traditional schooling systems. What we're really poo-pooing on is the curriculums, what they haven't been teaching us. The system in itself, it works. They have a grading system, accountability system. They have mascots to help with the feeling. School spirit. School spirit. They have the orientation, Mm -hmm. test exams. All those things allow somebody to move from first grade to second grade, third grade, fourth grade, so on. But as soon as we graduated out of high school, we no longer had that system if, if you didn't go to college. It's more like freestyle. So we're all over the place freestyling. So nowadays, we shouldn't poo-poo on college system. Or we should just poo-poo on a curriculum. And that gives, like 19 said, we shouldn't be complaining. It gave us an opportunity to be able to teach it. So we should be happy. But the structure of colleges, the structure of high schools and school systems still need to be in place. So for all us educators in the infotainment space or the infopreneur space, we still need to model the things that allow colleges to exist to this day. Mm-hmm. Colleges are uh, traditionally, education is recession-proof. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> you can talk all you want about it. It's gonna be here. Infotainment. Nah, that's a fact. When you said that, it right. was like we already had a lot of those systems in place, but even more. And um when you told me that and then you showed me the whole thing, I'm like, nah, this is definitely something that and we've actually implemented a lot of those things Man. in the EYL University. Cause like you said, I mean, it's already a hundred years old. Yeah. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to actually take Innovate. the good everything has good and bad. Yeah. You take the good, you Spit out the bone. spit out the bad, and then you put your your, and now you just have a better product. Facts. So, Facts. So yeah, that was that was a gym for Thanks sure. Thanks to God, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. EYL University, of <laughs> course, true, that's the premier premier. You know so yes, Maddie J. Once again, if you're interested in getting the exclusive five hundred dollars off the master master program when it comes to starting a tar business and getting your 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 foot up and running, mm-hmm. um, go to car rental game. EYL 
Facebook.com. Yes, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Yes, we'll see you sir. next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.